<laughs> oh, that's so funny that you say it like that. That's such a good way to describe it. It's literally like a little tear be like, stop touching me. <laughs> There's nothing. I've got nothing left. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to Cocktails and Confessions. This episode is sponsored by Hot Octopus, the luxury sex toy brand who guarantee your mind-blowing pleasure. Cheers, babe. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, on, on your nose, echo. My nose, It does. Does it literally just tastes like schlur? I should have bought slur, schlur. It tastes better than prosecco, I think. Uh, it does. You know, mm. I did it for Dry January last year, and I only managed two weeks. But after those two weeks, and I went back to drink prosecco, I was like, "This is disgusting." Yeah, this is actually quite nice. I was worried that I'd be because obviously you're not drinking this, so I was like, "Oh God, I have to get through a whole bottle." But I was drinking yeah, just qu- like fizzy juice, drinking quite nicely. Yeah, go, going down a treat. Fizzy grapes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, babes, where do we start with the catch-up? So what's new with you? I never get to initiate the catch-up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. You can be the top this week. Oh, okay. <laughs> the first time for everything. Well, <laughs> it's been a while. Not much, to be honest. I, I did have a recent... I did meet up with a scrummy guy. Oh, uh, I hate that word. Scrummy. When people describe him yeah. as scrummy, I find it really dirt- horrid. It's it like was... a weird, weird posh person thing to say. It was absolutely scrummy. Oh. <laughs> There's a load of words like that. Um, I remember when I used to, when I did my work experience at Gay Times, somebody put swoon. Oh, I don't like that. Swoon. Swoon. I mean, real tea, off the record, but the assistant that just quit after like two weeks what used to write sentences like, and then he stripped off for all of the audiences to see and made their hearts melt. And I was like, I'm not sure you're really getting the tone of cocktails and cock talk. Melted hearts, no. no. Dripping dicks, yes. Exactly. That's what we Thank want. Thank you. See, babes, this is why I asked you first. I was already had <laughs> <out> a <of> job. <laughs> yeah, so I met this guy last week and he was, again, this is now like the third guy in a row who's just been like quite a normal person, nice and easy to chat to. Mm-hmm. He's having quite a good run of I nice am. guys. I am, yeah. After last year's shit shows. Yeah, and do you know what? Though, even though a lot of the people last year they were nice people, they just weren't people that I would have <laughs> hanging round after we'd had sex. Right. Okay. I was like, no, it's cool. You can go. But these have all been like, I will chill with them a little bit. We'll talk. We have things in common. And I think, I think because this guy was older, like the one, actually, all three of them have been older by at least ten years. Okay. And I just feel like I bond with that emotional maturity more yeah i feel maybe there's less they're a bit more settled and calm definitely and i feel well, like more... i say that and then then you get the guys who are 10 years older that are like no more fucking time wasters right. and like on their profiles and you're like that says baggage yes sane and sorted yes i was just yeah that was on the episode that we aired wasn't it was it? Yeah, it was, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because that was the one before this guy. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, and I also, don't they say that men emotionally mature at like 43? <sighs> so depressing. Fucking hell. But sometimes I, it's, it's only when I speak to a younger guy that I realise that sometimes it's just an easier flow with an older guy. Yeah. And yeah, he was just like really cool and stuff. And then, but actually what was, I was going to say that it was a first for me. But once I thought about it, I realised that it wasn't. But we had <laughs> had the sex <laughs> like three times in a row. Oh, 
I don't do that often. Okay. It's always nice when it happens, but it's not something you can always do. Because mm. it, let's be honest, it gets sore. It does get sore. I mean, maybe it doesn't for other people, but I've got sensitive skin. So, but after the, the second time, it starts to be less pleasurable and a bit more like race to the orgasm without chafing. Yeah, that's the third one for me. Yeah. That's, what, that's exactly what this was. Yeah. I Even on the second one... I was so sleepy after the first time. He started kissing me and I was like, oh, no, I can't. And then, <laughs> and then I got into it and I was like wide awake. So then by the time the third time came around, I was thinking, okay, now I can't be bothered, but I have to just do it just to see if we can come again. Okay. We didn't come on the third time. But was that because there was no come coming yeah. out? <laughs> it was just like a little. <gasps> yeah, we just spunked a load of dust on each other's yeah. face. Then Kim Woodburn came in with her gloves on. Oh, it's like those fucking days where you have about 20 wanks because you're really hungover or something. And by the end of the day, it's literally like a tear. It just comes out of the, the, <laughs> the eye of your cock. Yeah. <laughs> One sad, salty it's a little, little tear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny that you say it like that. That's such a good way to describe it. It's literally like a little tear being like, stop. Touching me. There's nothing. I've got nothing left. Yeah. <laughs> You've taken it all. It's the Ian Beale cock moment. Is that what that was? That Ian Beale uh, thing where it's like when you check your balance at the uh, mid month or something, <laughs> and it's Ian Beale just going, "I've got nothing left." <laughs> is that when he was homeless? I think so. I always say like this is one of my stand-up jokes. I'm. All, I always say that if I don't manscape, my dick looks like a homeless Ian Beale. <laughs> Lovely. But you know what? I was feeling a little bit low today. I had a manscape. I'm feeling great. I'm back to myself again. Okay, good. So yeah, so we got to like this third time. And I was thinking about it and I was thinking about the past times because obviously I've never been in like a long-term relationship. And I remember there was this one guy in Ireland who we did it a few times throughout the night. <laughs> and then there was another guy who is lives in London, who we did it with. But I don't think it was like a have sex, come, rest. Have sex, come, rest. It was more like a prolonged number of times throughout the night, but not actual... Before an orgasm. Yeah, so maybe we'd like fuck and then stop and then fuck and then stop. And yeah, then it wasn't, there wasn't a come each time. It was no, like no. A fuck, rest, fuck, rest, come, fuck. You know what I mean. Intermittent coming. Yeah, I definitely... <laughs> didn't come three times with the guy in London but I might have done with the one in Ireland I'm not sure okay it must be that accent <laughs> <laughs> maybe you do like an Irish accent I do yeah, yeah but Irish people are sluts yes they are yeah I have like 30 40 friends in Ireland and they're all sluts well I'm proud as a half Irish person I feel that's an accurate and fair statement but I'm not even talking about like numbers I'm talking about an attitude. They're yeah. Like, oh, he had the biggest fucking Mickey. <laughs> Wait, what was that accent? Wait, let me do it again. Nadine Kyle. You had the biggest fucking Mickey. <laughs> now, the fact that you started like the way that you were going to get in the zone was to say to yourself, Nadine Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the most difficult Irish accent to do as well. It's like a dairy accent. Yeah, like Northern Ireland. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Love it when we do voices. <laughs> anyway, what do you think is too much sex for one night? I mean, it depends on your 
your level of sensation or le- level mm. of sensitivity. Like I said, I'm a sensitive soul, sensitive skin. I'm with you on that one. So I think up, I think about three is probably the limit in terms of when it's comfortable. Mm. Uh, from a bottoming perspective, sure. After the sort of second time, I think the third time starts to feel a bit like slightly sandpapery. But you're, it's that kind of like the pain is there, but you're also like, oh, but I do. I'm still into it. I want to come. Yeah, your brain is still physically turned on, but your body is just. Yeah, but then the fourth time is the time like you have a little rest, and then they start trying to put a finger in it. It's like, out, no, no, out, <laughs> out, 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 out. Okay, so here's a scenario for you. Okay, what about if the I feel I feel like you, when you're with a man, you're actually quite amorous, so you would happily go on for hours. Yeah. So let's just say. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So effectively, one time could really be the max for you. But say you was the the bottom at the bukkake, right? And <laughs> each man was taking like five minutes. I feel effectively the bukkake. That's just come on the face though. Oh, what's, what am I thinking of? Oh, the gang, gang bang. bang. Yeah. Annabelle Chong. Annabelle Chong. Okay, yeah. well, you're the Chong. Uh, <laughs> Are you the Cheech? <laughs> I'm the Cheech and the Chong, baby. <laughs> I sound like Che Diaz. <laughs> or at a comedy concert. <laughs> oh, if I hear those two a words again. comedy concert. Ridiculous. So I'm the, I'm the Chong at the gang bang. You're the Chong. And say that each man is only taking five minutes. Okay, so no, maybe that doesn't work. Five five minutes a piece. I mean, you could handle that as a bottom because that's only twenty five minutes. But if you're thinking, if you have to come every time and they have to come every time for it to count, yeah. Because then the thing is, if I have to come every single time after a five minute fuck, after five times, my dick is going to be sore. Well, after if it's in a twenty five minute period. It's not about the period. You Could you come five times in one night anyway? That's what I mean. Your dick's going to be sore regardless. Yeah. I, I would be able to, but I would be so sore. Okay. So I guess it's just about what defines like one time, to- like what defines a sex. Is it A sex? A sex. Is okay. It, is it sex or is it sex with the coming? It's the coming which seals the deal really, isn't it? I don't know. It's a hard one. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> God. <laughs> Welcome to Cocktails and Cock Talk. <laughs> um, it's difficult because I guess, like you said, you sometimes you do have that thing where you just sort of fuck a bit and then you pause and then you fuck a bit and it's a build up to one big orgasm. Or you can have like mul- multiple orgasms. <laughs> How much is too much? It's going to be different for every person. It's really, going to be different. I, yeah. I would say when you start hurting... Stop. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> or if, if it's tolerable, push through, but that will be your last one. Right. You know, it's like, like like at the gym, you're like, right, well, I'll do it to failure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like reps, reps to, fail. to fail. Yeah, yeah reps to failure. So what, what my failure for me would be, you know, when it starts to feel like, is that pain or is that a tear? Okay, sure. Actually, maybe that's too far. Just when it's too painful, uh, when the pain starts to outweigh the pleasure. Okay, sure. 
yeah, I get I get what you're saying. It does it's not comfortable doing it multiple times up the back. But also <laughs> up the back. <laughs> up the back, but also I'm just not somebody that can lay there and get fucked and not touch myself. So the front gets chafed quickly too. Do you know what? Do you get that thing sometimes where you're being fucked up the back and <laughs> <laughs> it's like such a bag of chips thing to say. And for me to like, for the most part, for me to keep it pleasurable for myself, I generally need to be touching myself most of the time. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, you know, when it goes on too long, sometimes it just, you go around the, the loop. It's like your body gets used to being fucked. So then my dick is a bit, oh, I've had enough now. What's well, the kind of like you miss the point of orgasm? Yeah. Almost. And I I've had miss, guys be like, yeah. don't come yet. And I'm like, if I don't come now, what's going to happen is I'll go past the point and then I'll just be laying there getting fucked and you'll be like, now come. And then I'll have to like work myself up again. And then, you know, it's never good when you feel like you're having to work for an orgasm. Oh, no, that's, I feel like that's quite common if you're having a, a chem sesh. Yeah. Because that can happen with. Uh, so let's tune in to some of the responses from our listeners what we asked them was what's the most times you've had sex in one night okay so dash said five okay already beating me although i don't actually know i can't remember how many times i came when i was in ireland with that guy but Hmm. dan says nine jesus but is dan a top or a bottom also where are you getting the loads this is it. Like is your, you is, your it would... is your ball sack not just like a dehydrated <laughs> raisin at this point? And that's what I mean. Even if you, you're not somebody that chafes, for example, <laughs> your dick would still just be exhausted, no? Yeah, and just that ache, you know, <laughs> achy dick. Sure. And also, yeah, how many of these people are going into the next day? You know what I mean? If I'm if I'm saying how, what's the most time you've had sex in one night, if they're talking about from 9pm at night till 2pm the next day, mm. it's getting a bit too logistical, actually. Yeah. Jonathan, also four times. Okay. Steve says, 16 guys in a sauna. Right. Quite ambitious. 16 guys. Yeah, how did you find 16 hot men in the sauna to fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Because usually the odds are about, you know, four-ish. Like four max, come yeah. on. Unless unless you're going... Unless you're in Brazil. Well, I was going to say, unless you're in chariots at like 6am on a Sunday morning in 2005. Okay. 15. <laughs> Five, 15. 2015. <laughs> for 16 guys. That, yeah, but did he... Did he top them all? Did they bottom for him? Did he bottom for all of them? These are the things that... These are the... Inf- well, these this are the is deets. the thing. This is the thing. And also, he's talking about people, not times. Yeah. If it could just... be 16 people that he had sex with two twice each. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I can't do that math. The 32. He could also be talking about blowjobs and fingering. and yeah. he's Just talking about <laughs> people that he hooked up with. Yeah, that's true. Zach says six times the same guy. Okay. I wonder if I, some of these like higher numbers, I wonder if stimulants were involved. Mm hmm. For sure. Yeah. But also, if one person pulls out and the next man slides in, it doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't count. It doesn't count. No. Uncut gems, uncut men. Uncut gems. <laughs> 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 this is going to be our new accent. It's in share now. <laughs> I was in a sauna having sex with Uncut Man. (laughs) (laughs) But like, what is a muse? Well, I was Josh Shafty's muse with the Uncut Man. (laughs) 
Okay, so uh, just quickly, a couple more. Marco says eight. Oh, fucking hell. Ash says, with the ex, then went and had a threesome with the sluttiest boys ever in a hotel. Ooh. I wonder what makes them the sluttiest boys was ever. Was that the uh, eight? Wait, what? Was that an actual number? It just says, with the ex, then went and had a threesome with the sluttiest boys ever in a hotel. So I presume three. Yeah. Our Kong says they had a 10-person orgy. But that's 10 people. Again, it's not how many times time. you got your poon punched. Yeah, I think I should have probably specified... <laughs> <laughs> I think I probably should have specified with the same person. It yeah. would have just cleared things up a little bit. Um, and then we have Josh Moore saying probably about 40 guys. Okay, well, <laughs> she's a professional. Well, yeah, he is. Yeah, I messaged him and I said details <laughs> and he just said it was a uh... buy my <laughs> subscribe to only fans yeah yeah or falcon or whatever. just said that it was a party in mexico or something oh that sounds heavenly mm, you know, no, no seco is drinking quite nicely mm, you've nearly necked the whole bar i know but it's just so drinkable do you know what i feel like have you ever seen that photo uh, i think that video of that guy that's got like a weird mouth and he's just like ow mm. Mm. <laughs> No, I don't know who you're It's one of those about. things that you'll never be able to... You know when you're like, I want to find that meme, you can't Google it? Yeah, 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 for You just sure. have to wait for it to pop up one day again on a feed and be like, there it is, and like, save it. <laughs> yeah, it's lost in the in the, the meme verse. Yeah. For sure. Well, okay, should we move on? What's been going on with you? Well, oh God, so to be honest, I have had quite a traumatic week. I don't know if like last week when we recorded our aborted half episode, I was a bit out of it and it's because like so i i've mentioned to you i had trouble sleeping a couple of weeks ago and it's been going on for a while now and i was getting really like stressed out about it because obviously like there were a couple of days where i just didn't sleep at all and then i was like going to work and having to get to the end the next night and then it was having trouble getting to sleep again so i got really freaked out and i spoke to my gp and she was like oh okay well there's things we can do, you know, I, and I was doing things like I was taking like night nurse a couple of times and stuff. And it, that's like not a good thing to do because you get addicted to it. And it, like it also makes you really drowsy. Yeah, night nurse is awful. Yeah. So I spoke to my GP and she's like, OK, well, I can prescribe you like prescription sleeping pills, but you can't take them every night because they're really addictive. And also you'll get um, like a dependency on them. And she said, but it sounds like there might be an anxiety issue going on. And maybe she knew I'd had surgery. I mentioned it and stuff like that. And she's like, it could be a subconscious thing that's been triggered off. So she said, I'll give you beta blockers. Because I said, whenever I was trying to go to sleep, my heart was beating really fast. Mm. And then she said, but I also think that maybe you'd benefit from taking like an anxiety medication. And I don't have a problem with that. I've mentioned before in like 2015 and stuff, I've, I took anxiety medication because I was having a bit of an issue with social anxiety. Um, so I was like, oh, I... I felt it felt like a step backwards, but I was like, you know, at this point, I'm so tired, I'm willing to try anything. So she prescribed me this thing called sertraline, which is a, basically an antidepressant. And I was like, okay. So to, she said, start on 50 milligrams and then go up in a week's time to 100 milligrams. So this is like Tuesday last week. So I get my prescription. I like, no, I have the sleeping pills. I took a beta blocker to see if it would like slow my heart down. And I take this sertraline thing and thought nothing of it like took one pill went to bed that night and sort of I felt like fine I felt relaxed the sleeping pill knocked me out woke up the next day and I felt like nervous like I felt like I, I felt okay but like you know when you've got a flutter in your stomach and you feel like you're on 
pins and needles like maybe that feeling you used to get when you'd fucked up at work and you knew you had to go in the next day and face the music oh god yeah so i was like that's weird but you know with stuff like anxiety medication you can get like a bit of a weird flutter and stuff like that when you start them maybe this is just a side effect of that or like maybe it's a side effect of the sleeping pill this is wednesday morning get to midday and i take the next pill like i'm supposed to and about like three hours later I started having like the most severe panic attack I've ever experienced in my entire life. In fact, I've never actually had a panic attack prior to that. I started having the most frightening feelings I've ever had in my entire life. The only way I can describe it is like I was really agitated. I couldn't sit still. I couldn't stop moving around. I was like getting up and running around the house and stuff like that and constantly like going from room to room. And then I just started feeling like my whole left arm went numb. The top of my head went numb as well and started like tingling. And I just couldn't breathe. Like I started having to like take huge deep um, breaths to try and get over it. Managed to control it, but I still felt weird and shaky. Mm. But I had tickets to the theatre that night to go and see Dear Evan Hansen. And I thought, oh, that'll cheer me up. Like it'll get me out of myself, get me out of the house and stuff like that. So I go out with my friend and we're on the tube and stuff. And I start feeling really weird. And I was like, I felt really more nervous than ever. Get to like central we went for something to eat and my stomach was all like knotted up and i couldn't eat and we were sitting in this restaurant and i felt paranoid like complete paranoia you know like when you've been on a bender for a couple of days and you start feeling like things are like talking around you and things like that yeah this doesn't feel right but also i thought you know this is one of the first times i've been out out since my surgery and obviously i'm still a little bit red so maybe it's a self-conscious thing maybe i'm just getting nervous But I was also nervous because of this panic attack I'd had at the house earlier. We get into the theatre, like we'll get some drinks. Like not, I didn't have any alcohol as well. I haven't had alcohol for like a long time now. Get some food and stuff like that, like little snacks and things. We go into the theatre. It's full house, and I'm feeling okay. Like still got that nervousy feeling. Sit down. Lights go down, and the minute the play started, like I had what I can only describe as feelings of pure terror yeah like you thought you were gonna die honestly yeah. and like every time i would try and get it under control but i couldn't sit still in my seat and i was like jumping around stuff i started sweating buckets like really like cold wet sweat coming down my head the closest thing i could compare it to is if you're you were in an airplane and it started to fall out of the sky that level of terror and you knew you were dying or mm. there was no way to control it all i could do to stop myself from standing up and just screaming like at the top of my voice that's literally what I did when I had my first panic attack was I just fucking screamed. Really? And the first panic attack is the most terrifying because yeah. you don't know what's happening. And Because the one I'd had at the house felt like I thought that was a panic attack. It just I felt agitated and tingly and stuff, but I got it under control by just having a few breaths. This went on for an hour and a half, like the whole first mm. half of the, the show. We get to the interval and I jumped up and I was like, I'm out of here and started running down the stairs. My friend comes with me and I was like, I'm really sorry. We've got to get, we, we've got to go. I was so physically exhausted as well from trying to keep it under control. I was just bursting into tears. Yeah. It was horrifying. Yeah. And the, do you know what? What you're describing is exactly what I felt at the time as well. It starts, that's one of the first like telltale signs of a panic attack is mm. if you start getting pins and needles. Yeah. And there's so many things that it can come from, like dehydration and like an overstimulating thing to your nervous system or yeah. something. But how terrifying for you. Yeah, so we I, I got home. I wish you'd just left partway through the 
like before the interval. I know, but I felt guilty as well because I, I could tell my friend was trying to enjoy the plate, but mm. knew I was freaking out or knew something wasn't right with me. Yeah, and I was like, I'm really, really sorry. I'm really sorry. But I and I also felt frightened to get myself home because I was worried. Then at that point, I was going to have like another one on the train or another one like trying to just walk down the street. Yeah. So they had to take me home. We got back, and I sort of again managed to like settle myself a little bit, but I still felt really nervous. And then my flatmate come and lay in bed with me because I was so frightened. I just, and I, I'm not someone that hugs. I'm not someone that needs to be held. I don't like cuddling or anything like that. I needed to just have someone to put their arms around me to try and get myself like soothed. Yeah. And then they were like, all right, I'm going to, I'll lay here, but we're going to turn out the light so you can try and get some sleep. Turned out the light and I had another one. But thank God I'd taken the sleeping pill because it knocked me out. But the next morning, I, the first thing I did was get on the phone. I was like, to the GP I was like I don't know what is in that shit but it has sent me mad yeah and she was like okay stop it immediately so then the next day when we came to do the podcast I was still having like mild panic attacks the whole time I was sat here with you I could feel my arm going numb and stuff and I was trying to like hold it down I think all my like serotonin had been fucked because I I couldn't really laugh at anything properly and I wasn't connecting with anything I felt like I didn't like anything Mm. I felt really numb and I just felt completely disorientated. And it's taken until about like yesterday or today to even start feeling remotely normal. Yeah. I've been so completely spun out of it for the last week. It's honestly the most frightening thing that's ever happened to me. It's oh, I had no idea how bad they were until I had one myself. I'm sweating just thinking about it. I mean, it's very hot in here. Yeah. I'm sweating too. <laughs> Uh, but they are absolutely awful. When I had mine, I literally just, I was kind of half screaming yeah. and crying at the same time. And that was the day before I came back to LA, to London from LA. Oh, really? After living there. And I was so grateful to be home. But the one thing I will say is that uh, that after that, then triggered a series of panic attacks for me yeah because i the thing is obviously then i started reading about this because the first thing i did was like what has happened to me and i was like googling it and then Mm. it says it can you can get this thing called like panic disorder because then you are so frightened of having another one it triggers more of them sure i mean i never mine was never really like that but it would just be so when i had my first one i was in the gym and i think it come from taking these fat burners yeah uh, they were the ones that you get from Grenade, by the way, so don't buy them. And <laughs> fuck you, Grenade. And I, but I had drank with, I, I think I drank the night before and then got up and taken the fat burners. Yeah. So the combination is not good. And that might have started it. But then I'd have panic attacks just coming out of the gym in London. And my dad would pick me up from the gym and I'd be crying. And I'm like, I don't know what's wrong with me. So I don't know if it was that... Wet, like the the exercise element of it that was kind of a trigger for me. Yeah. Well, because now I feel I, I I honestly feel a bit frightened to ever go back to the theatre in case it would happen again. I was supposed to go to Liverpool this weekend because we were getting like a train up there. I was terrified to even get on the train in case it happened again, and then I was away from home. Well, I mean, I wouldn't try not to develop. I know it's easier said than done, but try not to develop a fear of that. Yeah, no, it seems to literally. So I, I took two of these on that Tuesday and Wednesday, and since then it's slowly been wearing off. Like I haven't had any more panic attacks since then, but I haven't completely felt normal. Like it's taken up until sort of yesterday or the day before, I even felt like I wasn't finding things funny. Mm. Like I didn't like anything. Thankfully, I'm starting to feel a bit more normal again, but fuck me i cannot believe that also i will just say as well like on a positive note although i had a series of them it they went away again yeah 
they did go away. I had one, I think, I can't remember if my last one was when I was in New York. I remember having one in New York and this drag queen pulled me up on stage and she was like, we're going to do a dance off. So I'm thinking, yeah, bitch, let's go. Got this in the bag. Then she brings up this like muscled, chiseled, beautiful man and we're trying to have the dance off. And then obviously the beautiful man just whips off his shirt, full back, um, shows off the good body and wins. And the whole thing was just like, I'd only arrived there like a few hours before. And the whole thing was just like overload. Mm. Um, and it was weird because a situation like that, I would just be laughing yeah. normally. And I felt in that situation, it started dredging up things about me not feeling good enough and stuff just because I'd lost to some guy who like had a better body than me which is so ridiculous yeah but yeah I think that was probably one of my last ones so it will go definitely yeah I, like I said I haven't had one since I immediately stopped that medication like it's the next couple of days after that I could feel like my arm would occasionally start tingling and then like I think I went to the gym on Monday morning or on Tuesday because I'd been doing something with my forearms I had a little bit of like muscle ache in that arm and I moved my hands and I was like, it's happening again. <laughs> but then I realized it was just muscle ache. But Well, if you do feel one coming on, just drink loads of water. Mm. Drink loads of water. Try and clear your mind at like meditative state and just do deep breaths. Yeah. I downloaded some app as well called Rooted, which was really helpful because it gives you like breathing exercises, but it also has this thing. I feel like that's not what you thought it was when you downloaded it. Yeah, I wish. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But it had this thing. I haven't had to use it yet, but it's got like a big red button for like if you're having a panic attack, you can hit this button and it guides you through it. Love that. Yeah. So there you go, guys. It's a free app as well. Get on Rooted. Is that what's called? R O. O O T E D. No E. <laughs> oh. Rooted. Oh, right. So it does so it really sound like, like jacked or something. Yeah. <laughs> I've decided that I'm going to add like a little gossip section. Okay. To each show. Right. Last week was Nelly. Oh, oh. wait. the guy, I don't think people got to hear that, did they? Because we had to cut that. Oh, yeah. Oh, anyway. Last week we spoke about Nelly's sex tape, which he posted. Posted to Instagram. Posted to Instagram, yeah. yeah. Uh, If you missed that news, it's on Cocktails and Cock Talk. (laughs) But did you read this thing recently, again, again, about Todrick Hole? No. Just another person that he's worked with being like, payments were always late, expected me to do all of this work, would humiliate his workers in front of everybody so that nobody wanted to speak up. Very Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, wow. Mm. That's so uns- I, I always find that so unfortunate when you hear that kind of thing about people. And if you hear it from one person, then you sometimes think like, you know, sometimes a business relationship goes bad or a friendship goes bad and they've got a vendetta. But mm. it's the fact this hat seems to be like a constant. A, pa- a pattern, yeah. Yeah. That's what, like, why can't you just get your money in order or don't commission work or don't... Don't employ people if you don't plan to pay them or can't pay them if your cash flow is fucked. But also, like, yeah, okay, if payments are coming a bit late, sometimes that happens. But realistically, if this is a person who I think they said in the tweets that they had, I think it had got maybe gone on for a while that they hadn't been paid, he should have just fronted it from his own money. Yeah. But also, why are you creating an atmosphere of terror among your employees? Because it doesn't lead to good work. It's not conducive to people doing their best for you if they're fucking frightened. It makes people resentful. That's very true, actually, yeah. Well, Todrick, why? Oh, Todrick, why? Oh, Todrick, why? Why? (laughs) Uh, I wonder how long it'll be before you get kicked off Drag Race. 
Is he even still on it? Do they still have him? I think he does. Yeah, I think he was on last season. I'm pretty sure. Okay. How many seasons are there of Drag Race at the moment? I've got no fucking idea. I can't keep up. <laughs> yeah. There's a UK versus the world one, which is quite strange. Mm. Because again, it's it's done by the BBC, so they only get Rupita Badge. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Don't care enough about yeah. this. Yeah, <laughs> no. your face literally like <laughs> I was went like, oh, slap. <laughs> If you think, I have to sit there, not have to, but I sit there and I watch the episodes and I enjoy them. And then I sit there and I speak about the episodes with like every single person I fucking know. Mm. Because they're like, oh, so what did you think of Drag Race? Also, we don't want this to become one of those Drag Race podcasts. Well, there's enough of them, aren't there? Yeah. Did you um, see that other thing? Of course you did, because I sent it to you. But how about that article about people, they're swiping left on people on dating apps because they're saying that they're too hot? I can't, I understand that. Yeah. In some ways, because I've been in a place where I felt like my self-esteem wasn't at the highest point. So I felt like I didn't, I almost felt intimidated. Sure. Not on not on um, Tinder, but this is back in the grinder days where someone would be so hot, I'd, I'd just be too nervous to reply because I'd almost feel like maybe I'd catfished them. Sure. You know, my picture was really good and then they'd sort of see me in person and be like, ah. Oh, yeah, I do get it. And uh, do you know what? Sometimes I have I've swiped left on people who are extremely good looking. Mm. And you know, sometimes it's not even out of a like a thing because of that. It's just because somebody can be traditionally or characteristically good looking or buff, but I don't always want to fuck them kind of people. Yeah. Or like I don't always want to date that kind of person. Yeah. Um especially if it's something like Tinder, if they're really good looking but then the profile is dead. Then, you know, but I think sometimes, yeah, you do want to fuck people like that. But other times, my type isn't always that classically. What I've realised as well is... Yours definitely isn't. Most of... <laughs> is most people are... And this is not a read, but no one is as beautiful as they are in their photo. Okay. In in Not in the sense of, like, they're ugly when you meet them. Mm. But, like, I think, like we've said about before, when you um, meet someone online, you build a little bit of an idea of them based on the photos you've seen. Uh, and then when you meet them, they're either, like, a little bit smaller or... There's an quite... adjust. There's an adjustment from yeah, the, the 2D it, to the 3D, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, and it makes them, to be honest, less intimidating. Because then I'm like, oh, okay, you're smaller than I thought. Or you're... I don't know. You're like, just real. In my head, I, everyone is six foot five and enormous like a comic book character or something sure, yeah. like that and then you meet them and you're like oh you're a real pe you're a real person sure with paws like you know like that kind yeah, of yeah yeah exactly i don't know if i would actually swipe left on somebody if just because they were really good looking i don't think i would i think it's a dating app i would always try my shot i wouldn't now but you know like 10 years ago when i was much more insecure then i definitely used to do that like sometimes someone would message me and they were so attracted i just wouldn't reply so it's almost like that thing of you're beating them to the punch of yeah your... or i would star them and just keep it there like once someone very attractive messaged me <laughs> <laughs> i would never reply to it but just to know that someone it made me feel good. Sure. What did I hear? I heard something the other day. I can't remember where. Probably on TikTok, now me. And it said, people can't reject you if you've already rejected yourself. Strikes a chord. Mm. And I think, like what you said, that's something that I could have maybe been guilty of when I was a bit younger. It's definitely an early 20s type of thing. Yeah. Whereas now I'd just be, yeah, okay, let's go. I'll catfish you. <laughs> yeah. Just like the worst that could happen is you show up to the date, you have a polite drink with each other, there's no chemistry, you clearly don't fancy, or they don't fancy you and you go home. Yeah. 
I've had worse things happen to me. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, worth a shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm just giving birth to an alien in my throat. <laughs> Someone laying the eggs in there. Oh, <laughs> that's it. It's their babies, isn't it? It is. Yeah, they're hatching. Throat uh, go. I'm like, look, look, abort, abort, look, look. <laughs> have you heard that fucking Kim Petrus? Yes. Fuck me. It's a lot. Yeah. I mean, fab in in a way but also i was a bit like fucking hell some of this doesn't even leave anything to the imagination no i know i haven't even sat there and listened to it all just some of it come on or i think i might have sw- it's been like oh slap pop like new- i'm not a massive kim petras fan but i put it on and i just remember hearing bits and pieces and being like oh that's a bit but i didn't sit there and listen to yeah each i didn't song. listen to it start to finish i listened to a couple of them and then started a t- couple more and i was like this is more of the same and then also i was like do you know what Fuck you, Kim Petras, being on a track, singing about sex, basically, to Dr. Luke. Oh, yeah. Free Kesha. Jail, Kim Petras. Jail. <laughs> Jail. 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 To all of them. <laughs> Death to all of them. You know that the gays are going to dine out on these lyrics from these... Like, every... Thirsty Instagay is now going to caption their next oh. picks with like Kim Petra's slut pop lyrics. Uh huh. A hundred percent. Not realizing that actually captioning a Kim Petra's lyric does not make you that girl. It's like <laughs> when people used to put like put a bow on my panties because my ass is a present when they would upload their thirst <laughs> picks. I'm like, it's like, dude, I just came back from the dead, and you still have that girl. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Oh. <laughs> it's like another meme thing. I don't know. It's just, I don't really know what it is because it's kind of been taken out of context. Yeah, I hate that. I, there's this clip and I don't know what it's from of these two women standing in front of each other in a hallway, both trying really hard not to laugh. And one of them's got like a bright pink wig and they're both just like... <laughs> or is it a video or a picture yeah it's like a video it's okay. like a little clip out of context and they're both trying really hard not to laugh and then they just, both just crack I don't know what it's from <laughs> I love it but I cannot find it anywhere I just every now and then it will reappear on my feed somewhere and I'll be like that's the thing what's it from and I always want to like be I don't want to be one of those people in the comments like what clip <laughs> I'd do it I don't what's care what's this from this clip yeah just ask you don't ask you don't get yeah that's true I saw like a lengthier clip of it and it's this, I'm going to say person because I'm not sure what their pronouns are, but they present more male, but they are interviewing this girl in a wheelchair. She's in an electronic wheelchair, right? <laughs> he's, I can't remember what he's saying, but he's saying something to her. Then all of a sudden she goes like this. <laughs> she's like, Doo! and I don't know whether not she, dead. I don't know whether she's making the noise or not. And then he's like, oh my God, can we get someone in to help? Somebody come and help her. But like, it's an electric wheelchair. Like, there's no plug. Is it so lying? it wasn't like, Doo! it like doesn't control her. Is it, maybe she had narcolepsy. No, she's playing on him. Oh. And then she's just suddenly like, I just woke up from the dead and you still not that girl. Ah! <laughs> uh, if you put that into YouTube, I'm sure you can find the full interview though. Yeah. I just... Don't know if I was interested in the full thing, full, yeah. full thing, you know. And sometimes when you watch the fuller thing, actually, it it stops being as funny. 
Yeah. When you see in context, you're like, oh. Yeah. yeah, do you know what I mean? I would never sit there and watch the whole, like, race. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Bob and Peppermint. The the fracking? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's another one. I personally think it's even better, but you can get it. It's just like a 30-second clip okay. out of context. And they're obviously trying to learn some game. And the guy's like, so you take these little blob people, and she's like, little black person. And, he, <laughs> and they laugh about it. And then he's going, and then, and then you have to race. And Peppermint's like, race? <laughs> <laughs> but Bob, Bob has like this short little Bob wig on. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the way he's just like genuinely cracking up. <laughs> it really just it it was infectious. It, it made me cackle. There's nothing I love more than seeing people bust up laughing. Yeah. It's like what bloopers. I always used to want to be in a blooper. <laughs> be in a blooper. I want to be in a, in a blooper. blooper. Be in a blooper. Got a few bloopers. We have got a few. <laughs> but I don't I think that's more just like stuff we can't say rather yeah. than like things we've messed up. Yeah. Uh, but this is why I think we should uh, carry on our videoing. We will. We Re will. Restart our video. When... It's fine. I break my tripod. Oh, good. That <laughs> gives me time to get my face settled. Next week, you'll be fine. I hope so. It goes up and down. I've yeah. noticed when I go to the gym, obviously, it goes really red. Like I was going to say, you probably looked a bit less red last week. Yeah. Maybe, but yeah, it just fluctuates, won't it? Yeah. All right, well, just to round off the show, we've got a little question. We've got a little question. Little quizzy. So, I want to know how long... This is not even a reader question. This is just from me. But so... <laughs> what? So, you're like, we've got a little uh, Christina Millian here, and it's it's from you. <laughs> <laughs> Christina Millian! <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. We've got a little uh, question Aguilera coming up. <laughs> yeah, so this is <laughs> this is just from me. We did. We have a couple reader questions, but uh, mine's taking priority right now because I want to know. Okay. So after a date, so like it's a first date, how long after do you wait to, to text the person? But also, not just if it's a date, say you meet a guy out, and you exchange numbers, mm. how long should you wait to text a person? More so the second one. I, I'm quite, I used to be the kind of person that would be like, leave it a day mm. and then text them. Now, I just think, you know what? If I like them, I might as well just message them when I get home and be like, it was really nice to meet you tonight. Sleep well. Sure. Yeah. That's what and I leave think. And leave it there. Yeah. That's what I think. But then don't wake up the next day and be like, how's it going? Because no, no, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> then that's the kind of thing where someone does that to me, I'm like, okay, no. What, just the question, how's your day going? No, or but you know, the, like, like, unless it's like a legitimate concern, like they're like, oh shit, I left my keys in your something or a vagina or whatever, then, <laughs> for example. Well, yeah, just, you know, casually. <laughs> Can you see my keys? I think they might be in your cunt. <laughs> a necessary question is fine. I would think a follow-up the next day if you've just wished them goodnight. A follow-up the next day, like... Oh, it's way too long, would be, for yeah, sure. Yeah. That would be a bit too much. I mean, I just think if somebody's... If you've just given somebody your number or if it's just after a first date, until you've passed a certain point with somebody, you shouldn't really double text. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not one of those people, like... 
if if you want me, then that's sexy to me. Yeah. If you don't want me, then I lose interest. Mm. And this is why I think even the question, like, how long should we wait? There's an idea that we should hold off or maybe we shouldn't. I don't think you should text them 10 minutes after the date, again, because it's just a bit intense. But I'm like you, I will do a a polite goodnight text if I I like them. Yeah. I've had a really nice date with someone where I, I went to their house and we had a really nice evening. And then by the time I get home... I get through the door and I'll get a message saying like, oh, I had a really nice evening with you tonight. And then I'll reply. And then it's quite, I find if if you're feeling something, then go with it. As long as it's like you're getting a response and you're both talking. 100%. And this is what I was going to say about text games. Obviously, I am not into text games at all. Because what happens is if you suddenly start being like, I'm going to leave it a few hours or say somebody was genuinely busy and they take a few hours to respond to you. And then you're suddenly like, well, why have they taken three hours? I'm going to take six. That is a surefire way to fuck off somebody who is headstrong and genuine. Yeah. Because you can have, you can have genuine people who aren't headstrong and they get sucked into the text games. And you can have people who are headstrong but aren't genuine. So they're already into the mind games. Yeah. But I think trying a, to suss someone out and like that, you know, like the gamification of it is is pointless. Totally. And do you know what I do? Not even like, even me be like, do you know what I do sometimes? Because even that sounds like a game. But if somebody has taken six, seven hours, like a whole day to text me back, I'll reply, I'll make sure, like if I see it, I'll make sure that I reply within an hour mm. so that they know that I'm not trying to play a game. Yeah. And then I see it from there. And then if they take another seven, eight hours, I'm just like, this ain't going to work. I'll leave it. Yeah. Or, or you're like, um, maybe this, the connection isn't really there. And Yeah, maybe they're just not that into it, maybe. Yeah. But at the same time, I think I'd rather you just ghosted me. Yeah. I just think be, go with what feels natural yeah so if you feel you've had a nice evening and you want to let them know you had a nice evening then go for it but what you've got to bear in mind with advice like go with what feels natural <laughs> is that some people Subject, are fucking yeah. crazy yeah <laughs> that's true <laughs> yeah. go with what feels natural turn up to the house eight times a day <laughs> yeah well i guess those people can't be helped they're not going to listen to any advice one way or the other no they i don't know they might do like listen some people are just not that self-aware and it's like no you they're like, what, you don't mean he doesn't like me to <laughs> dangle the bunny over his part? <laughs> dangle the bunny. Um, <sighs> I think the thing is with people that get in their heads and then start like double texting and things like that. And then they're like, why Why haven't you replied? I thought you had. A, I thought we had a nice time or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's an issue on their end. That it's an insecurity thing and they're worried. Mm. And it's better than when if that happens, then the other person can be like, OK, clearly they're a nut well yeah that's a red flag that's yeah. just a they're obviously a bit intense yeah and that's what we're trying to avoid is being intense well not not that i'm towing the line of that but <laughs> that's the one thing you don't want by texting too soon so i think as long as you're doing it in a natural way that doesn't seem intense mm. then it's generally okay yeah and also i think it's kind of good to get it not like get it out of the way but you send the text and then you either get a reply or you don't. Yeah, the so ice it's like, is broken. Are you feeling it or yeah. not? But text games, hundred percent boner kill for me. And do you know what? That's something that I used to buy into when I was like twenty five, twenty six. Really? Yeah, twenty seven onwards. 
Absolutely not. I remember waking up on my 27th birthday. I felt like I'd had an epiphany or something. I don't know about where it was specifically, but I remember my self-confidence and my self-esteem getting a big old boost when I was 27 and then again at 29. Okay. And yeah, I just straight out wouldn't tolerate it now. Good. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. Don't take any shit. Good for you. (laughs) (laughs) You send your texts. You send your texts. (laughs) Okay, well, that's today's show. Oh, good. (laughs) That is today's show. That was fun. It was fun. Yeah, I mean, not your panic attack, obviously. No, no. But actually, do you know what? Talking about stuff like that makes me feel a bit less insane. Well, I'm glad that you shared it anyway, because... I mean, that, that's not really something that I talk about that much these days because it's kind of in my past now. Yeah. it's The thing is, it's like, I know we touched on it briefly when um, Grace was on the show, mm. like anxiety and stuff like that. But it hasn't really, this is why it was so surprising. It hasn't been an issue for me for such a long time. I've actually been, <laughs> I love my life. I love my friend. You know, I've been yeah. in like a really good place. So that, it's, this is why it took me by such fucking shock. But I've realized because my tendency with stuff like that is I try and bury it. I don't want to tell any of my friends about it because I feel embarrassed. And I realised as soon as I started like talking to my friends about it, this sounds so like naff. As soon as I shared my uh, problem shared is a problem halved. (laughs) But you know, I was trying to pretend like everything was fine. And my friends were messaging me like, hey, want to do something this weekend? And I was, um, I can't do anything. So quick question. How can you be the centre of attention if you're acting like everything's fine? (laughs) Well, <laughs> there's good ways to be the centre of attention and there's bad ways to be the centre of attention. I'm like, everybody, I almost died at the gym in LA. <laughs> I just didn't want that, like, I, I was a bit worried about stigma, I guess. I get it. I do get it. Panic attacks, it is something that's it's not pleasant for anyone to go through. The person that's going through it, all the people around them. Yeah. It's just a, generally a really unpleasant thing. Mm. But me, like you, it wasn't a natural one. It was something that, like was like chemically altered yeah. or it was something that Induced. I... Induced. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, on that note, guys, we're going to leave you there. Have an amazing week. Uh, I've been Anthony Gillet. And I've been Dom Top. And together we're at Cocktails Confessions and at Cocktails underscore Cocktail. It's never coming back, is it? No, I don't think so. Uh, we'll see you guys on socials. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye.